We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. It is summer in beautiful Mission Beach. We're your, doing great. And your season is over. Oh, my goodness. What a run. What wow. a run. It was We're a gonna... long one, but a good one. Cool. Give us the uh, kind of final result. What happened? Okay, so we ended up taking bronze medal at AAUs in the Premier Division, and uh, we were we were stoked. We got two kids on the All-American team, oh, um, and we played our best volleyball at the end of the year, so I was really happy how it ended up. That doesn't always happen. No, <laughs> it definitely doesn't, it doesn't so, always happen. Yeah, so, so I'm thrilled. We think it should happen. I mean, it's, oh, we practice all year. We should be playing our best at the end, but it doesn't always work out that way. Absolutely. I totally wish so, it did. But we're going to have a new segment today. New segment. I will explain the segment. Please do. Super cool. Uh, we thought that after your season, it might be fun to do a little season evaluation. I yes. think one of the uh, problems with, uh, self-evaluation is that especially the club season is so long Oh yeah, that when it's finally over and you go, Oh my gosh, it's over. <laughs> and you just drop it. Right. You and just, you go yeah. from, you know, you, you go from going a hundred miles an hour to just stopping. Right. And I think spending a little time looking at, Hey, what did you do well? And what are some areas that you can improve? So I thought it might be fun to have a conversation about that. I love that. And uh, you prompted me to do this. And I, and I think it's a great idea. I don't do it like formally like this, but I think it's a good idea to do formally uh, for a bunch of different reasons. The first I was thinking, I was just talking to my buddy on the way over to record. If you got a good score, can you do that same thing, whatever made you get a good score on your next team? Yeah. Right. And if you didn't, can you reevaluate? Right. There's just so many good things about it. Yeah. I think sometimes we get into, oh, the it's the same thing with our teams. We're always looking, oh, we're not doing this well. We're not doing this well. But hey, we are doing some things well. Right. And can we uh, leverage those things? Yes. And the other thing is, can you not base everything on the very end of the season, right? Like, did we have a great season at the end? Yes. Was everything perfect? Definitely not, right? And so I think a lot of times you just go with whatever the end of the season feeling is. So you lose the game you shouldn't have. Oh, we had a bad season. Right. Well, no, not really. Yep. Or you had a good end of the season and, oh, we had an amazing season. Yep. So I love it. So where do we start? Okay, well, let's start with, uh, I have a bunch of categories for you okay. and you're going to grade yourself. You're okay. A teacher. Okay. Yep. So we're going to go on a. I'm going. I'm using the uh, the Bishop GPA. So you get the five. You get okay. the extra grade point. Okay. Because you're an honor student. You're an AP <laughs> guy. So nice. uh, five is an A plus. Okay. Four is an A. Three is a B. Two is a C. One is a D. And zero is FA. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're. 
we're going to start with kind of coaching management. So before we really get into the gym, this kind of overall management of the season. Uh, so when you look at your season plan and you have this long season that starts in what, January or mm -hmm. something like that, December, sometimes yeah. December, so it goes December and you just finished a week ago. Uh, how did you manage that as far as keeping momentum and keeping your kids going and keeping the coaches going? It's a First of all, awesome question. And secondly, I'll say I barely gave, I think I gave myself one five on this whole list. And it's okay if you do give yourself a five, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think you should know if you're doing a great job, right? Um, but for me, there was a lot to learn this year. I gave myself a four on season plan, which okay. is about a B. The reason I gave it oh, a four is, four is an A. Four, four is an A. a. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Four, it's an a, minus. A. a minus. A minus, right? Yes. A, a minus. We'll yeah. take it. Um, and so it was. I think there was a lot of things I did well on the season plan. One was keeping the vision over the long, like you said, season. We played some of our best volleyball um, towards the end of the season. And actually, in the last two months of the season, we sort of really started gearing up. And that's also why I gave myself not as quite, a good, quite as good of a score. Um, we didn't start off the season very strong. And if I were to do it again, which I probably will coach that is, I want to make sure that we start strong as well. Cause I think I gave up some things at the beginning to make sure that we got them late. Now with that, give me some specifics. What are you talking about? So when you go back in the next year and go, wait a minute, we got off kind of a slow start because we didn't do blank. What, what would you do going into next season, a little different beginning of the season? So, well, I knew from a talent standpoint, we didn't have like experienced serve receivers. Ah. We only had three, right? And I only say three, three is a lot more than some teams have. So we're, we're, you know, stoked to have three, but we needed at least four because we were going to be in the six, two and, um, we didn't have that. And so I was like, we're going to get there. We're going to expose these girls that can't necessarily pass right now. Um, in hopes that they become, you know, really good passers. So, um, we started slow because they were sort of still learning, but I kept having them just get shelled and just learn from getting beat up. Um, and I think that that was a positive thing to do because they did get better and better for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, the other thing is I was slow to install, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in one of the future questions, but I was slow to install the defensive system. Okay. And so they were um, getting some kills that our team was looking around like, why, you know, that shouldn't be a kill. And I'm like, I know, I know, but we'll learn that. But I prioritize learning the offensive system. Um, and so that we, I'm glad we did, but I also slowed us down a little bit. Maybe I should inject some of that other stuff at the beginning. Got it. Um, but with that, uh, with all that said, one of the things that we did um, that was awesome was keep the vision. We knew we hadn't played our best volleyball. And I think by the time a lot of teams were figuring out what their potential was, we were still climbing in that potential phase. And um, I didn't get frustrated with them. I mean, I did, <laughs> but <laughs> not to the extent where I shut, shut down or whatever. And that allowed them to keep growing. And I just kept encouraging them. We're going to get there. We're, we're going to play our best volleyball, that kind of stuff. So that's good. Cause that season is long. Oh my goodness. Yes, it sure is. But I also knew my team was kind of going to be a late blooming team. Like we had some bigger girls that were, um, you know, becoming outside hitters and becoming pins and stuff like that. We had a setter who plays, you know, pin on their school team. Like I knew she was going to be good. So she's like five eleven now. Um, I knew she was going to be capable, but at the beginning, you know, it was a transition period. So yeah, I'm stoked about me keeping the vision, but I also wish I would have had a faster start because we might've been in a different position at the end of the season 
maybe played some better teams at the beginning and middle that could have helped us even more. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. How about we go from there to something that's slightly related and that is team bonding culture. Oh man. So typically this is one of my strengths and I would, a lot of times I'd give myself a five, but today or this today, I'm giving myself a three for this season. Ooh, that's a I, low grade I, for you. For I me, thought, I, I thought for sure you would be a plus. Well, it's interesting. Cause like, it really is one of the most unique dynamics I've had on a team. We had a full on half and half grouping, but it wasn't like a negative click kind of thing. It was literally half the team hung out with half the team and that was about it. And then the other half, half hang out with, with the other half and that was about it. And they were all kind of friends, but it wasn't a close bond between the two halves. And I wish I could have a noticed sooner. I wish I could have done some stuff about it sooner and uh, been better at communicating that stuff. Um, it just didn't work out the way I was hoping because we all know how it works out when you don't talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work out well. And they were kind of like, it's fine. You know, it's fine. We get along and they did get along and on the court they got along. But I, I think we could have gotten a little more out of our team if we were a little more close knit. So interesting. Yeah. It is I'm open interesting for suggestions, listeners. <laughs> well, the human dynamics of that, hey, you just kind of split and you had these two, uh, you know, two different groups on your team and they weren't necessarily negative to each other. It's just they were more, you know, they this is who they wanted to hang out with and be friends with. And you can't right. ever, you can't really have everybody be friends and go, right. wait, you gotta be friends with everybody. <laughs> hey, you could be a great teammate for everybody. Right. Uh, so that is interesting how that worked. Now, did you do anything specifically beginning of the season or? Yeah, we did some hangout type stuff and it was cool because we went to watch each other play a little bit in high school season, Okay, went to some matches. Like I think there was a USA match we went to. Okay. Um, so we did some stuff, but I don't know how like directed it was, how like purposeful it was. I think I, if I was a little more intentional with some of that, like we would just kind of go hang out. And, and if I was like, okay. You're going to sit by, I don't know. I, I just, there's ideas that I have that I could have probably done. Right. You know? So some stuff that's a little, yeah. Being more deliberate and saying, Hey, you got to go through this activity or whatever, exactly. or, you know, talk to everybody and you got to, you know, yes. uh, you just kind of force it when force early it in the bit. season, when you can kind of manipulate that a little more. Exactly. Once you get into later, it's kind of hard yeah. to be like, and then they find it awkward. Like, yeah. Oh. Then it's awkward. It's like, Hey, you guys aren't getting along. Go sit there and ask, <laughs> answer these questions. You know, it's, just like, <laughs> it's like, a, you remember the, the, the t-shirt punishment where, where two little kids are fighting, they have to put the same t-shirt on oh. and share. <laughs> Anyways, it, they have to like get along because they're in the same t-shirt. That's kind of what I felt like doing with oh. my kids. But by then it was so late and they were actually getting along, but, I just wish I would have done more. Interesting. So, yeah. but not interesting. How about uh, number three? We get into parent management. How do you do with parents oh, man. in your group? So typically this is one of my um, things that I, I wouldn't say struggle, but I need to continue to improve on. Um, I'm just not as comfortable directing the parents what to do. And right. I think you're pretty good about this um, for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's because I started coaching when I was like 17 and the yeah. parents were like, you know, parent figures to me kind of. But um I don't direct them very much and I am finding the more and more need to. So I gave myself a three on this. I, um, all the parents got along great, but I know they had issues that they didn't bring to me. Um, and in a way that's good. I think a lot of coaches would say, Hey, as long, if they're not bringing it to me, then, um, it's a non-issue, but I would rather know. And so I think maybe there was, I wouldn't say fear, but just like, they just didn't want to bring any issues to me that I would, that I would preferred to have known if that makes right. sense. So, yeah. So, I mean, they all, they all got along. The parents on this team were great. I had a ton of support, but like, I know they had a little bit of playing time issues where I, if I would have just talked to them a little bit, had a little meeting, I think everything would have been even, even better. Right. We played, we played everyone. So that's one of the reasons why they didn't have much of an issue, but I also feel like 
I don't know if they would have been able to express that a little bit. I could probably have uh, captured their spirit a little bit more. If that makes sense. Yeah. You wonder about just setting something up and just doing kind of a mid season yes. little, just even a little parent eval where you just give parent a little handout and you just kind of say, where are you right now in like this? That. And so you, you keep your kind of thumb on the pulse of the, of the parents, because what you yes. don't want is you don't want, you know, I always am afraid of the, the craziest parent, you know, running crazy parent clinics, you know, right. at every one of our gatherings, you know, exactly. and everybody's following this parent and maybe it's down the wrong path. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little more fortunate because in high school, you know, I, I know the parents over some years and I usually, you know, uh, uh, we have team parents and part of their responsibility is kind of keeping us, keeping parents on the bus. Right. And when you put a group together at the beginning of the season, uh, and some know. of them probably know each other and there are some right. new ones, but you don't know them really. Right. And you might not know them at all, but that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, good one. How about injury prevention? I know this is where you are way better than I am on this one. And I, I feel like I've gotten a lot better lately at this and just by trying to like find stuff and I gave myself a five on this. That's good. Um, I, I was going to grade you high just from the pods and what you've explained and just the work you do as far as yeah. uh, pre-practice. And did you guys stay pretty injury-free? We had no injuries. That's why I gave myself a five, That's a which five. is incredible. <laughs> yeah. And um, I do think we do a couple things. That's why I was like, because because my <laughs> I told the team no one rolled their ankle before spring day, or before uh, AAUs. And they were like, knock on wood, knock yeah, right. on wood. Because like, but I do think we're actually doing some stuff that actually helps them be injury-free. And the biggest one is tib raises. I swear, Todd, you should take this. Just... 30 tib raises. That's just where they lift their, their toe off the ground and hold it for a second and then release it down. 30. It. it takes a minute. And it is shown to have so much positive impact on your knees, ankles, and those are obviously the main places. Tib raises. Do. We gotta put it in, we gotta put it in our pregame. Yeah. I mean, I'm I literally working do on it that first. now for our season. Yeah, I do it first because it pumps a bunch of blood in there in okay. a safe way, low impact, and it literally warms them up without any impact. That's one of the things we do. Also, we do arm swings over the net. Um, I, I like that a lot better. I think you can hit the ball slow and warm up your arm in a meaningful way. I think they always go in and do throws and these big ball bounces to the ground that don't really help their arm swing. Right. right? And then we also have a rule that if you go under, you sit out, <laughs> you go on timeout. They hate it. But right. you know, if they go under, they sit out for five minutes and uh, they usually doesn't happen yep. again. So, All right. I mean, that's three what I do. And so okay. and when you say go under, go under the, you go land, the you're landing under the net yep. in any way, in any okay. way we play the firm under rules. So meaning it doesn't matter if you affect the play, if you go under, you're sitting out five minutes. Interesting. You know, in Japan, did I tell you this? Huh. They put a piece of elastic down on the, like a foot off the ground. Oh, interesting. Between the poles. So, okay. you know, we have elastic that we put up, let's say, between the antennas to serve. They run a piece down low just so oh. kids kind of have a feel with, oh. hey, where is a line there? I like and that. so it's a piece of elastic. You can't really, nothing happens, you know, if you hit it or something right. but at least you, it has you give you some awareness i think we're going to start using that in practice that a is bit. a great idea for sure so i like that all right how about uh utilization and role clarification for assistant coaches because you got to uh, get two assistants i or? had three i had four assistants over the course oh my of gosh year. people are going to be upset when they hear this <laughs> well it's not exactly like they were all They're there at right. one time so I had two assistants and then izzy uh strand who's now the setter i believe that 
She's a Wichita State. Yeah, Wichita State. That's yeah. right. She's a great setter. So shout out Wich, uh, Wichita State and Izzy Strand. But she went. Uh, she transferred from UCSD to there uh, through the transfer portal. So she's there. And then I had three other assistants, and um, and one come, came on board later when she was done with college. Um, I gave myself a three on this category, and I gave myself a three because I think they did a great job of being great assistants. But I don't think I necessarily drew them into being great assistants. Right. They, you know. I was just talking with my good friend, Sean, about this. Look, I, I always find it difficult to find good assistants. And if I find them to keep them, uh, A, because they're mostly going on to be head coaches, right? right. Um, part of me has given up hope <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to have a good assistant. And I sometimes just go, hey, you be the arm. You just you know manage sort of some player attitudes, kind of like easier stuff for them. And I wish I would not have done that with my assistants this year. I wish I would have had them sort of be, have more of a voice at the beginning. They developed their own voice, but they did it pretty much because they are just strong, capable, you know, coaches. Right. Not because I was like, hey, could you talk to them about this? Right. You know, and I wish I would have, but I also feel like it's difficult to develop that trust. Right. And um, I'm so. Uh, well, and you had some turnover too. Exactly. So that makes it tougher. Right. So it's not like you started with the same ones and had them all year. So. Maybe you give yourself a three plus on this because that was a tough situation. Exactly. So. But, but I, I, I think it's, I think, I think we can always do better with this. Absolutely. And I think it's something that, you know, we're so focused a lot on, you know, oh, we got to get the team. We got to get the team better. But hey, you get these coaches better. And, and the team gets it better. Just, and everything yeah, gets better. It just, yeah. It, it just magnifies, you yes, know, you have that cumulative point. effect that you, it, it helps so much more if they're good. So the, the one thing I will say I did pretty good on that though is that every practice we just did like when when the girls are warming up their arms we had the liberos go with the coach and the setters go with the coach and just having that i don't know five minute period gave them some more confidence right and so, they have their their little group yes so, so they cool. have a yeah i like that too so yeah. okay how about we go into the nitty gritty nuts oh, and bolts volleyball now how about okay. practice planning talk about practice planning oh man so you know this year i, ru I ruptured my achilles so my practices had to change quite a bit. I gave myself a three on practice planning. I'm so used, this is eye opener. I'm so used to being tied to the ball card and to initiating every drill. And uh, I had to change a bunch because I could not like physically. I think do it's that. good. I'm trying to it get away good. from doing that. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much that was until right. I got injured. And now I'm uh, stoked there. I'm trying to have them hit more balls. And actually, I left the ball cart and the drills went fine. <laughs> and they, they went better, actually. So um, I gave myself a three. I thought, you know, I got super busy in the middle of the season where I was coaching beach and club and I didn't refine my practices as well as I would like to. Like just little things in practice bugged me where like I I didn't have the teams prepared. So I'd be like, let's go six and six. But the teams weren't exactly what I was hoping for. And right. I have to switch it up. Um, little stuff like the groupings. And also a big part was the explanations. Like I thought I was running what I thought was a good practice, but they didn't get it. Yep. So I would need to break out a little time to sort of say, here's our focus. Here's what we are trying to get better at. And I, I just kind of was like, let's go, you know, and expected them to get it. And I wish I would have done a better job with that. Well, that's always the, the balance of saying, Hey, we want to keep things going quickly. Yes. We want to have them be problem solvers and figure some stuff out and just right. put them in these situations. On the other hand, it's got to, it, you have to be achieving something, right? right? You have to be moving toward your goal. And if they're doing this problem solving, but it's, they're not doing it, it's taking a long time exactly. and you're not moving toward your goal and you got to step in. Hey, you got to step in. Yeah. All right. How about, um, 
How about feedback? Ability to help every player improve. Oh, okay. So I gave myself a 3.5 on this, but now that I'm thinking about it even more, I feel like my in-practice feedback was probably like a 3 or a 3.5, but I thought I did the best job I've done just like connecting with players on an individual level. Okay. So like in practice, there was times when I kind of just would let things go and I wouldn't address it. But I actually think that ended up being a strength because a lot of times I would go head on with an issue right then in practice and it would actually blow up the relationship in a way, or at least for a, a few moments, you know? And sometimes in practice this year, I let it go and then just call them or send them a text. And some of the super short and small, that actually seemed to work even better than addressing it. Cause a lot of times there's like embarrassment and stuff. Like they don't want to be called out in front of their, you know, team and stuff like that. So that was one thing I did pretty well. So cool. I'm stoked about All that. All right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, now let's get into uh, oh, some uh, offense and defense. How about uh, your choice and implementation of your offensive system? You said you did this first. I did this first. I gave myself a four. Okay. I probably would have been a five, except for some of the stuff we practiced, we never, ever ran in the games. <laughs> so like we tried to get a combination play going, like even on free ball and we just never, ever ran it. I, I think we maybe ran it once. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I, I like what we did as far as the spread offense, we ran spread. And I was just talking to my, my good friend, a lot of teams ran these combos, but they couldn't access them against tougher serving. Right. And you can run the spread against tougher serving. Right. So right. that was smart of us. And then it was also smart that we started implementing the slide at the beginning. And by the time we got into the five, one, about two thirds of the way in, uh, it was ready to go. And we were able to run the five, one legitimately. So I liked that for sure. Um, but again, like I said, some of the stuff we didn't actually even do. <laughs> so well, maybe no, I, I think maybe but, I plug but, that in later. Well, you know? I, but I think it's important to remember that it's good that your kids have exposure to that because right. when you see it with other teams, there's always that defensive, component yep. that you go wait a minute yeah remember we did this even though we didn't really run it we played around with it in practice right. so you've seen it right right it's a good call so yeah. when you know blockers you know tracking some hitters that are doing crossing patterns or something right. your kids have seen it because you've done it a little bit yes so even though maybe you didn't do it um there might have been some gains that you didn't realize from right. a defensive standpoint speaking right. of defense how about your choice and implementation of your defensive system well, and that's what I was going to say to what you were just saying is like, we did a bunch of different defenses. I mean, we had our one sort of like base package, we call it where it's like, you know, we're always going to block line. We're always going to, you know, whatever, whatever. And right. we're always starting our bunch. But then about halfway through the season, we started doing a spread base and then blocking angle and, you know, okay. kind of having our, you know, play some perimeter and just doing a bunch of different defenses. And we play games like that. And then, like you said, it helped us in the games. And we probably only switched to it just a little bit, like maybe 10%. But, um, the, like you said, the fact that we saw it and could play against it shows them what's open and that kind of right. stuff. So I, I, I like that aspect. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought I did an okay job. But like I said, at the beginning of the season, teams were scoring on us kind of wide open. Right. And it's like, I wish I would have, it probably would have helped our confidence if we would have done a little bit more of that training early on in the season. Yeah. Got it. So. Got it. How about first contact coaching? Serve oh, and pass. Man. Surf and pass. Surf okay, and so pass. first contact, I gave myself a four. I think okay. this is some of my best I've done. Like, I think because we had the need to be taught, a lot of times I feel like, oh, they either got it or they don't. And I know this is not a bad attitude. I know this is a bad attitude to have, and I'm challenging that. But like this year, I knew they had the need to be taught. So I felt more comfortable teaching them. Right. right. And because of that, I, I thought they got better and better. I mean, right. and you're able to yeah. break some things down and say, hey, we're, we're going to 
this is important to us. You haven't been a serve receiver. So right. we're taking it. We're going step by step. We're not skipping steps. Yes. And I, uh, sometimes I skip steps with the with the elites or receivers and it does them a disservice. Right. Well, and one, once again, what is elite might be they might be elite with the Good serving point. they've seen so far. But what, what happens when that serving goes up another level? Right. I mean, all the college coaches are telling us, right, hey, all these none of these kids can pass. Right. You know, <laughs> all these liberos you say are good, they can't pass. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when the serving goes up. So I think that's uh, that's big. How about serving? Serving, we made some really strong adjustments. This is one thing I'll probably start with, too. So we, we started off just like, I want your toughest serve. And then we started, staying, started saying, well, you got to make it, too. So we... I'd probably start with that. I'd probably start with that balance. I think we were a little bit too much on one side of it. And I think they needed it, but I also think it hurt us at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. So too many errors early. Too many errors early. And yep. then that's why I gave myself a good score because it started going much yep. better once yep. we could make a few in a row. So. All right. How about coaching attacking? I think we all know that attacking is the reason why, you know, if we look at, you know, there's say there's first contact stuff, mm -hmm. but you look at the differential as in attacking efficiencies and there aren't too many matches that you win uh you when you don't course? win yeah. that that one stat of right. of a efficiency differential like you would you attack better than they attack right i mean i love teaching attacking first of all so i gave myself a four i just always like to do it um and we had the girls the athletes physically that could do it right and so you i just was, had a bunch of good arms we had a bunch of good arms and right. they were athletic and so i was like we're gonna get into this and you know, the other thing I did a lot of this year is I, ta I taught more of the, the uh, toolbox. Like right. a lot of times in the past, I've just been just hammer, you know, lion or angle. And this was like, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to hammer, but we're also going to wipe it off the block. We're going to use the marshmallow. Right. You know, there's all these things. We totally used the marshmallow at AAU. Oh, okay. It was open. It was, open. Okay. It was like one of the only things that was. Okay. For those who haven't been around all the, the marshmallow is that ball that just kind of floats over the block into the, the middle of the court, right into the campfire. Yes. But it's not, a, we don't, we're not throwing it. Right. It's kind of just more kind of pushed over yes. the block. It's almost like a paintbrush ish yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yep, right to the, yeah. And I love it. It's just deeper than the 10 foot line. I think it was, it was yeah, right yeah. center court. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah, right so. in the middle of the campfire. And then we also ran the quick, quick. We ran the quick, quick this right. year. I was making a big point of that. And there was a bunch of times in, in the nationals where we hit the ball before the block developed. Yep. And it was just like, just by trying for that all year, it, it worked. So yeah. We did some things. We did some things that definitely worked, and we tried to set with tempo. Like this was one of the teams where I pushed the tempo the most, and we did not have experienced setters with tempo, but it got better and better. So I consider that part of attacking. Cool. Yeah. No, I like it. I like. Hey, sure. no, being on steps and yes. you know getting kids to be able to hit balls that are uh, faster tempo to the pins. That's yeah. not easy. No, for sure. Takes some time. Yeah, and it's you super fun. On. Though once they start getting it, though, they love it. Yeah, so yeah, it, fun. it's sort of self fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. so I like that. All right, that takes us to match coaching. Man, great one. I gave myself a three. I I don't I don't necessarily know if I influenced the match that much this year. Like I was pretty. I actually wanted to say to myself, I'm going to try to be less active during the matches, more active during practice. Like you know, Lewis, who was on the pod, yep. he just literally crosses his legs, sit back, and chill. And I'm never going to be that guy where I can right. sit back. I'm and never chill. that guy either. I cannot do that. But I also wanted to be less disruptive to my own team. Right. Well, especially on technique stuff. And yes. I think in the old days, if you were anything like me, we were given a bunch of technique feedback. Yes. Oh, put your platform. Do this with your platform. You know, stuff that now I just kind of cringe thinking about it. Exactly. But. Uh, 
but that's interesting. But I, I think it's, you know, sometimes backing off and letting your kids uh, kind of take control of the situation where they're not always looking to you is a good thing. Absolutely. And this is where my assistants did a lot of it too. And we worked, we worked talking a lot, but it was like, they called the zones, serving okay. zones and they managed the passing. So that was some stuff where the assistants were really able to make a big Sometimes difference. less is more. Absolutely. So even though Absolutely. you think you're doing less, Right. Maybe your team is is becoming more self-sufficient self self and yeah. they can do it themselves. I like it. All right. Last one we have is scouting, especially when you play teams multiple times. Was your team, did you do a good good job of getting your team as far as kind of that high IQ and saying, oh, we know what they do. We can do this or whatever. So I gave myself a three here again because we didn't. We did not ever, not once, did we watch video of the other team we're playing. Okay. Not once did I take video of the other team we're playing. All right. Uh, and so I think less is more on that. We did try to do like, I'd be like, remember so-and-so, she always, da, da, da. So we tried to right. get like two things. Okay. And that's why I think, I mean, I've done it to like, in this rotation, they do this, unless it's a two-pass, then they do this. It's like, I've done way too much. And it just is, they just get paralyzed. So we would remember the team and especially during warmups, I'd have them look at the other team and see what they're doing, but we would never refer back to video. And we ended up being the 60th ranked team in the country. Okay. So I, I tend to think video is a little bit overrated for the players in the tournament. Okay. So I would like to see them relax and, you know, relax and get ready and I'll kind of get them prepared in practice. That's where you got to do the scouting, meaning like, okay, if a girl's hitting line, we're going to do this. If a girl's right. hitting angle, if she's hitting over the top, we're gonna do this so that's kind of my take on scouting yeah cool great stuff i mean such a oh, good experience fun. to do fun this. davis yes. to go through and uh think about your season and hear about it it's a lot easier for me being on the sidelines you know Absolutely. So it was uh fun stuff it was super fun and i just want to say i appreciate my team a lot and everyone that put the effort in and uh Good, great to be here talking about great it stuff sure. so let's uh wrap it up how about the socials what do, what do we got on there absolutely so you can check us out on instagram at aoc.thevolleypod and on twitter at the volleypod thanks a lot you guys thanks for being on thanks davis bye